he starts doing his thing. I start crying because <laughs> what else am I supposed to do? A stripper's in my house. I start, I start, I start crying. I go up to my room while the stripper is like giving all my friends lap dances. And we're all screaming. Screaming. Screaming so loud. Yeah. Nonstop. And and peop- our neighbors are like filming yeah. our house from the outside because we're screaming so loud. And they're like, our neighbors hired a stripper, LOL. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome or welcome back to the Elevated Podcast hosted by Lisa Battaglia. You are joining a community of elevated empaths who embrace their duality, honor their empathic superpowers, and live consistently from their authentic soul. The Elevated Podcast tackles conversations around empathy, energy work, sexual energy, manifestation, and social and cultural insights. Thank you for tuning in to the Elevated Podcast and taking the time to nourish your roots and elevate your soul. Let's get into it. Hello, Elevation Nation. Welcome or welcome back. This is the Elevated Podcast. I'm your host, Lisa. I'm the Elevated Empath on TikTok and Instagram. I am so glad that you're here. We have a very special episode for you today and next week. As you may have seen on my Instagram, I did a two hour long recording session with my BFF of over of nearly 10 years. And I was like, this could be a two parter because in this first episode, we talk about more of the funny side of things, more of our funny stories that I know you're you're all going to love. And then next week we get into the deep, darker parts of our toxic relationships and everything like that. So it's going to be a two parter. And I know that you're going to love every single minute of it. Before we get into today's episode, I want to let you know that I have one one-on-one coaching spot open right now. So if you're interested in that one-on-one empath coaching with me, we dive into uncovering your roots, your limiting beliefs in every aspect of your life, relationships, money, career, health, home, family, all of it. We look at what's limiting you from manifesting the life that you actually want to be living and to help you get unstuck. And we work together to rediscover your authentic truth, what you actually want, how to get there, and keep you accountable to getting there. And it naturally leads to you manifesting your ideal life. And it's such a beautiful commitment that you can make to yourself. Life is all about committing back to yourself. And this is a beautiful way to do so. So last week, as you're listening to this, I hosted a money manifestation workshop with my lovely Elevated Empath community. And it was so great. It was so good to dive in and meditate and journal around money manifestation and money mindset. And if you want to have these monthly group coaching calls with me and dive into expanding and elevating your soul, the Elevated Empath community is now open for enrollment until the end of the year. It's $17 a month or $170 for the year. You get a little discount if you pay for the whole year. You get weekly manifestation tips. You get discounts. You get access to DM me about whatever is coming up for you, and we can talk about it. And you get those monthly group uh, coaching calls and workshops. So the link will be below to enroll in the Elevated Empath community. Come join us. Lots of like-minded empaths in there that you will love. So highly recommend you getting in there if you are looking for that sense of community. And I am currently working on a new money manifestation course. It's coming very soon. I'm working on it right now. I'm filming it right now and editing it right now. I'm so excited to be putting out this course because it's I'm compiling fifteen to twenty thousand dollars 
worth of the money that I spent in learning money manifestation. I'm compiling it all into a small course for you so that you can manifest more money. Money wants to be in the hands of good people. If you're listening to this podcast, I know you're a good person. And so we need to expand and become these money manifestors that you all see. It's going to be a bunch of elevated empathic money manifestors after I release this course. So stay tuned for that. If you want to be the first to know when that launches, you know the drill. Go sign up for my newsletter, my emails at lisabtag.com, my website, and go sign up for my newsletters to be the first to know of when that launches or when anything launches. I also do Akashic Records readings. If you're interested in communicating with your spirit team, getting any answers you have, about your life or past lives that is dictating your life now, anything you want to ask the Akashic Records, your spirit team, your spirit guides, the team of spirits that are helping you through this life that can see everything with a bird's eye view, this is the place to do it. You can also do energy healings within that, energy reading in general, chakra alignment, anything that do with energy is involved in the Akashic Record reading. So the link will be below to book your session. I also do animal communication readings if you want that soul connection to your pet and to learn about what they're thinking, feeling, why they're behaving a certain way, help them through any health issues. You can also book that that animal communication reading. I have the Healing Your Sexual Energy course available now for enrollment. It's a 15-section course to help you heal your sexual energy, heal any past traumas, past relationships that's dictating maybe you're feeling stuck in your relationship space or in your sexuality. This is a place to heal that energy and manifest the relationships and the sex that you want and need. So this episode is a very casual, cozy up with some wine with some tea, with your girlfriend's type of chat. We are joined today by my BFF of nearly 10 years, Caitlin. Caitlin and I met when uh, she was 17, I was 18. We were just going into be USC students and we decided we were going to be roommates. And she reached out to me on Facebook. <laughs> she said, hey, I feel like we could be friends essentially. <laughs> and we decided to meet up, have coffee, and we decided that we were going to be roommates. And I had no idea what I was getting into. And we lived together for two years. And then the third year, we lived in a house with other girls. And we've been best friends ever since. And she is just like my sister, my soulmate. She's everything to me. And she is such a wealth of wisdom. And I wanted to have her on the podcast because I want you all to see the amazing people that I surround myself with in my day-to-day life. And so I'm going to be having some more of my very wise friends on this podcast because I've, and I've shown you, you've listened to so many wise people who are also coaches and healers and nutritionists and you've learned from them. But I also wanted to show you more of my personal life with these conversations with my dear close friends. So that was my intention for having her on the podcast. And it just turned out to be one of the most amazing conversations we've ever had. And we talked for two hours. <laughs> I decided, well, let's make it a two-parter because the first part, we're talking about funny stuff and you're going to love these stories. And then next week, we will be diving into all of our toxic relationships, our deepest, darkest regrets. <laughs> and so that I decided was going to be another episode. 
So in this episode, we're talking about open relationships. Mm. How Caitlin manifested her fiance. She's a huge expander for me. And when I say expander, I mean, she, her relationship has expanded my mind to see that if it's possible for her, it's also possible for me to have a loving, trusting relationship. So she's a huge expander for me. I hope that she's an expander for you. And we talk about moving on past your early 20s. So we talk about the transition from college to your early 20s and then your early 20s into your later 20s, which is both transitions can be very tough. And we talk about each of those transitions. We recount our college roommate experience. So whether you're in college or it's long ago, you will find some really great college rooming experiences. And I'm sure you have a lot that you will relate back to this. And we talk about our college relationships or situationships and what we learned from that. We dive into it even deeper on next week's episode. And we also talk about the time that Caitlin got a surprise stripper and she cried. <laughs> So I know that you're all going to love this episode. Stay tuned at the end of this episode for a preview of next week's episode. Don't forget to like, follow, share, subscribe, write a review, rate this podcast five stars and write in to tell me what you think about this episode and what you'd like me to talk about next. Let's get into it. Hello. <laughs> Hello. Hello. <laughs> Uh-oh. Okay. Um... Are you going to do an introduction? No. Are you going to introduce me to your listeners? <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> I deserve an intro. Caitlin's here. Caitlin is my BFF, my college roommate. That's how we started this journey. And we've been We're almost like... going to celebrate our 10-year anniversary. <laughs> yeah. We should next do something. Year. Yeah. July 9th. Remember we figured out the day. Yeah. It's Maddie Mayo's birthday. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Maddie. We're going to be celebrating our 10-year anniversary on your birthday. Yeah, Maddie. Too bad. <laughs> um, welcome, Caitlin. Thank you. We're just getting comfortable here. We got a yeah. lot to talk about Shoes today. off. Shoes off. Pumpkin lattes. Yeah. Yeah. PSLs. PSLs. Um, oh, right. I don't even know how to start. Why don't you start by telling me about your night last night? Oh, yeah. So I'm a little... <laughs> I came in and asked Lisa about her night, and she's like, I will wait until we can talk about it on the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a little... I'm not hungover. I'm just tired. Well, I had yeah. two drinks. Mm-hmm. And then... So you are hungover. I'm a little hungover because <laughs> I didn't sleep. That's yeah. the key is mm-hmm. sleep. I... Okay. So last night, I was in Santa Barbara and with my friend, and... <laughs> She brought her friend, this guy that she's friends with, mm-hmm. and he he is in like a weird open relationship situation. Mm-hmm. And I say weird because he's not totally satisfied with it. So this guy has a girlfriend and she said, you can have sex with whoever you want. Just don't tell me about it. Okay. And what can she do? No, she doesn't need to do anything. So apparently he's not like emotionally satisfied or sexually satisfied. She doesn't even live in the same city as him. So, and it's long distance. And it's long distance. They barely even talk. So so it seems like they're not in a relationship. (laughs) Right. 
<laughs> no judgment, of course, but why? Interesting. And so then, so I guess like, you know, he can do whatever he wants, more or less. It, the only like rule is that it can't be an emotional thing. Okay. Anyways. So my duty to come to this dinner was to like have sex with him. <laughs> More or less. <laughs> but like to hang out with him, talk to him, get his vibe. Like, yeah. So then, <laughs> so we were flirting all night, mm-hmm. like instant chemistry. Is he our age or her age? He's 31. Oh, older. Yeah. Okay. And we're flirting the whole night. Later that night, he tells me, oh, I'm also technically married. (laughs) (laughs) To a different woman or the same woman? To a different woman. What? (laughs) So that she can, like, stay in the country longer and get her green card. Oh, that's that's nice. I was like, so you're married and you have a girlfriend, but you're still not having sex. I need to, like, not fall in love with someone that is that emotionally unavailable. That is... (laughs) Married as a girlfriend. <laughs> I guess that's it. That's it. Yeah. It, so how long it could is be the mar- worse. how long is they could definitely be worse. <laughs> he could have kids. He could have kids. He could be um he could have a boyfriend too. Yeah. And a girlfriend and yeah. another girlfriend. So thoughts. <laughs> Interesting. Well, I'm like, are you looking to get into this person's relationship circle? Because <laughs> my recommendation would be don't do that. <laughs> well, it's like, yeah, it's too messy. Yeah. It's too messy. Yeah. And if it was like a just sexual thing, I don't know yeah. if I'm capable of that. Yeah. But we were vibing. It was, it was nice to vibe with someone. Yeah. That hasn't happened yeah in a while same oh and i swear i swear that i was walking down state street and i was looking at this guy and i was like it was like 95 percent. i thought it was really <laughs> and i was like But then he passed, and I was like, okay, I I just have to keep going with my life and assume that might have been him. Yeah, you have, have you talked about him on the podcast yet? I haven't said his name, but... Okay, well, we'll bleep it out. Yeah. Um. Wait, have you heard from him recently? Not at all. Besides the... um, He sent you a weird text a few months ago. Yeah. Yeah, I forgot what it said. I actually posted it on TikTok. Oh, you did? Yeah. <laughs> it's on, like, 70,000 views. <laughs> I hope one of them's him. I hope so, too. Probably. (laughs) It was like he said, hi, stranger. And I said, what's up? And he said, I still have dirty thoughts about you. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) And I was like, of course you do. And thoughts, they'll remain. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know how you come up with this. You know, are you like sitting there thinking like, what is the most clever thing to say to this man? Or are you just like, it just comes naturally to you? It's somewhere in between. It's incredible. It's it's also like, there's a slight part of you that wants to be like, me too. Because it's true. Like, I do think about our nice one time together. 
<laughs> but like he was an ass so yeah. it's like what am I gonna do be like me too and yeah like, me with too. I also have dirty thoughts <laughs> let's <laughs> hang out let's hang out again <laughs> after three months of no contact <laughs> no yeah your response was perfect thanks um wait so I feel like this Santa Barbara man brings up an interesting topic of open relationships that's have we, have we exactly talked about open relationships before us together or on the we podcast. are in an open relationship <laughs> you and I <laughs> that's actually kind of true we've been in one since the day we met 10, yeah almost 10 years ago <laughs> uh have we talked about it I feel like we haven't I've, I've we probably yeah. have because so we talked about that's exactly about everything right that's um, exactly why i wanted to talk i feel about like i know your stance on open relationships i feel like you're like somewhat open to it's a little gray relationship because you get um possessive is not the right word <laughs> but like jealous territorial which uh, territorial which i do as well yeah um which is why i could never be in an open relationship yeah I'd like to think that I'm open, mm-hmm. but I don't. I think in actual practice, I would be like, it's too stressful already with yeah. one person. Yeah. And I feel like with an open relationship, it's very one sided. Like one person, and honestly, I feel like it's usually the man that's going to like get more out of it than the woman does if it's a male female relationship. Yeah. I think you're right. I think both people need to be getting. A similar experience for it yeah. to work. Yeah. I but it's like the people make an like people who are in open relationships make an argument that jealousy is everywhere in our lives and we ha- always have to control it. Yeah, that's true. So it's like what makes relationships any different? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I like to think I'm open, but then in actual practice, yeah, I would get a little territorial. Yeah. I'd love it for me. <laughs> You would. would. You would thrive. (laughs) For me, but then my partner doing it. I don't know about that. Which, you know, I feel like if it were, if you're like really deep into the relationship, you've been together for a really long time and you're kind of looking for something to spice it up or to like explore something else to either uh, just make sure that that's not something that you want. Just to explore that. Mm -hmm. Then I kind of get it. But... Jasper's licking my neck. <laughs> speaking, speaking of licking speaking necks. Speaking of licking necks. That could be our next topic. Yes. <laughs> if you have to like do something like that to save the relationship, is it savable? Yeah, that's interesting because I know a couple that they were together since high school. So they were each other's first and only and they wanted to get married and like they wanted to be each other's life partners, but they had never experienced anything different. And I don't know if this was like a mutual thing that they agreed they wanted to both be in the open relationship. I think I told you about these people. Um but they tried it and I mean I'm not close with them so I didn't get the details but after that they ended up getting engaged Mm. and now I'm assuming they're not in an open relationship anymore but I don't really know but I think it was just more like they had only experienced each other and they just wanted to make sure that that's what they wanted and I feel like in that in that scenario it can obviously work 
Yeah. As long I feel like you just have to set such good ground rules and you have to be so good at communicating. Right. Like, are you going to talk about it? Are you not going to talk about it? How do you handle jealousy? How are you going to handle arguments about it? I mean, it can get really messy really fast, I feel like. Yeah. So um, some girl licked your fiance's neck. Yes. (laughs) Speaking of licking necks and open relationships. We're not in an open relationship. (laughs) But I was fine with it. (laughs) So funny. So he went to a bar with his friend on Friday, and I guess these two girls were, like, eyeing him, or his friend had a phrase for it. Oh, mirroring him. Have you heard that? Mirroring? Yeah. I don't know. Is that, like, a phrase? He assumed it meant, like, they were looking at him, and then the friend ended up going up and talking to these girls they were very drunk they ended up stealing some of their french fries you know fuck that (laughs) (laughs) and then they were like oh my gosh where are you guys going next like can we join and my fiance and his friend were like um sure we're just gonna have a low-key night like we're just gonna go to this other restaurant bar that was that was just down the road And then they go there, they have a drink, and then they go to this restaurant that is mine and my fiance's favorite restaurant in Hollywood. We it's the place that we go every month. We want to have our engagement party there. What is Um, it? Jones Hollywood. Yeah, I've I've told you about it. We don't want to ruin our reputation there, but these girls got so drunk and ended up getting kicked out of the bar, and. Before this, one of the girls that's flirting with my fiance orders a pizza and she's like, doesn't this pizza look good? Don't you want this pizza right now? Like in a sexual way? (laughs) And keeps trying to like grab him to. And meanwhile, like he's mentioned to her that he has a fiance and she keeps trying to like grab him to take him out of the bar. And then, meanwhile, her friend gets kicked out, but then she storms back in, punches my fiancé in the chest, and then runs back out again. <laughs> what? I'm probably telling the story really wrong, but it's interesting, right? <laughs> but it's interesting, and then, right? and then the bouncer at this restaurant bar who recognizes my fiancé is like, do you need to leave too? And my fiancé is like, no, no, like, I swear I don't know these women. And he's like, okay, yeah, I recognize you. But like, you know, he's like, I swear I don't know these women. They're crazy. And then um, the the other friend is still in the bar. And then I guess leans in for a kiss. He dodges it. And then she just like gets his neck. <laughs> and then finally the the girls leave. And um, <laughs> then he ends up talking to this guy at the bar who is like an actor and looking for an attorney or something. And my fiance <laughs> was like, oh, I'm an entertainment attorney. And he's like, oh, like, I'd love to have you over for a drink. And then him and his friend just end up going to this stranger's apartment for a drink at like 3 (laughs) a.m. What a night. And then and then, of course, 
the girl that was flirting with him is like, oh, I work in entertainment. Like, let me give you my number. Maybe I'll have clients for you or something. And then, of course, she texts him the next morning. And my fiance, being the kind person that he is, responds. And I was like, okay, maybe that's where we draw the line. I don't think you should text her back. (laughs) But she was like, she said, wait, what's the name of the bar that we went to? And he's like, Jones. And she says... Oh, yeah, I was banging on their door this morning, but they weren't open. So clearly she knew the name of the bar and was just trying to start a conversation. She was banging on the door in the morning. Oh, because she left her purse there. Sorry. I forgot. I missed that oh. part. <laughs> oh, she just went back she to just bang went on back. the door. <laughs> wanted, to get kicked out. wanted to get kicked out again. <laughs> I feel like it's actually hard. I mean, like you have to be really fucked up to get kicked out of a bar. Especially... Yeah, especially a late night place like that that yeah. already has a lot of drunk people. But it was funny because the morning after my fiance was telling me the story and I thought I thought it was hilarious. I was like not remotely jealous. I honestly think it's flattering when people yeah. flirt with him. I'm yeah. like, yeah, that's yeah. I'm, yeah, you I'm want gonna, I'm going to marry him. Right. <laughs> yeah. You want people um, to want your partner. Right. If exactly. No one wants your partner. You're like, well, you're then, like, oh, shoot. What, what have I done? <laughs> But it was funny. He was also like, I I said, isn't it nice to be in a relationship for, for so long and then go out and someone hits on you? You're like, oh, I still got it. Yeah. And he agreed. He was like, yeah, it was nice to like actually feel. <laughs> well, this sounds because obviously I I like him. I, we're <laughs> in a relationship. But he's it's like, it's nice to feel like admired or yeah. like. Um, Wanted by someone else, too. By someone new. Yeah, by someone new. Even and if they're hammered. Yeah, even if they're hammered and... Um, Jasper! Sexual things about the pizza that they're eating. Don't you want this pizza? <laughs> what a move. Jasper. I was like, good for him, though. Good for That's, him. Yeah, you, you need that confidence boost sometimes. Absolutely. It's, yeah, I mean, your fiancé is not going to give it to you, so... <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny to hear you say fiancé still. It's going to be even weirder when you say husband. I feel like fiance sounds so pretentious, though. Yeah, it's bougie as fuck. It's so bougie. (laughs) I was like, I feel like if we talk about him anymore, we need a name for him. Not fiance. Not fiance. I can't say it anymore. (laughs) I call him your husband sometimes. Yeah. Yeah, he calls me his wife. Oh, that's cute. Yeah. More like a... um, I, I can't impersonate him, but... Um, there's like a TV show that says my wife really silly. And my wife. Something like that. Yeah. And he loves, he loves to do that. Yeah. And like, is this what the rest of our life is going to be like? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> is, here we are. I've had some nice moments with your fiance lately, especially that night of your birthday. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. Yeah. Tell me about it. <laughs> when we, when, <laughs> me, your fiance, Nicole. Mm-hmm. Came back and <laughs> you were asleep. <laughs> yeah, I was asleep. I died on my birthday, as one should. <laughs> as one should. I don't even remember what we were saying, mm-hmm. but it felt nice. Yeah. And I told him, your guys' relationship is one I look up to a lot. That's so nice. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Because I think there's the the comfort, there's like the security. Yeah. I don't know. Oh, it yeah. Seems like you guys and are both pretty securely yeah. attached if we yeah. wanted to get into attachment styles. Yeah. And there's still 
I think, some passion. Yeah. Yeah. You guys have it. It's good. Yeah. From at least from my perspective. That's nice. Yeah. I'm glad we're fooling everyone. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, it, yeah, I think it, obviously we have our issues like every other couple, but when it's funny because I was listening to one of your podcasts on my way over and you were talking about manifesting, which like I don't do a lot. I should do it more. But before I knew the term manifestation, I wrote down, this was beginning of 2017. And I was like, needed to rethink my life as we all do. And um, I wrote down some career goals that I had and relationship goals, because those were the two things in my life that I really needed to work on. And I wrote down what I was looking for in a career. That's boring. And I wrote down what I was looking for in a relationship. And the top things were trust and good open communication. A few weeks later, or a few months later, we started dating. And we started dating when I was also starting my new job that I still have to this day. And I always look back to that journal entry. And I was like, wow, I wrote down everything that happened and it was crazy because like just when you like okay you could say that the universe gave me this but also just like setting your mind to something and being like okay these are the things that I'm looking for and then like those two things like just trust and open communication has like allowed us to get this far yeah it's like yeah we're working on the passion thing We've been together for so long. We live together through a pandemic. We both work from home. We're like figuring out a balance with that. But yeah, I think the fact that we're both very open, like I don't hide anything from him because there's just no point. It's like we talk about the really bad stuff and the good stuff. So I think that's helped. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. I love that. What do you think was like the, besides writing it down, you think it was more just about putting the intention out there? Did you like, my question is, did you hold on to that? Were you searching for it? Or did you just kind of like let it happen when it was going to happen? Yeah. I wasn't searching for it at all. Yeah. I mean, I didn't, I wasn't even necessarily ready for a relationship when we met. Like, I was very hesitant to get into something. Um, But my now fiance was a little pushy. (laughs) Not Not like pushy in a bad way, but like he had found out that he got into law school on the other side of the country and he was worried about losing what we were starting. And what we were starting was really good. I was very much in the mindset of let's take it day by day. Let's see what happens. And I'll never forget. It it makes me cringe so much. (laughs) Two weeks into our relationship. He's from the South, by the way, for context. (laughs) For context. (laughs) He, like two weeks into dating, he knew nothing about me. Like very surface level things he knew about me. We did not get into anything deep yet. And he asked me to go steady. <laughs> Remember I told you that? And I feel so bad. I laughed in his face. And then I was like, what does that mean? What does that even mean? I, oh, my God. I hate that term. I hate that phrase, go steady. <laughs> I, so 
he forgot asked, about that. He asked me that, and I was like, no. <laughs> no. And then it wasn't until like a month or two later that um, he then asked me to be his girlfriend. And I said, right, that's, I that's like, you better. You can't say that phrase. <laughs> We're not. It, I don't know. When would they say What that? does that even but, mean? To go it, steady. To like be exclusive, be in a relationship, I guess. I okay. don't know. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I was not. He's from the South. The just he's from context. the South. It's probably insulting to people from the South. If you're from the South, let us know. He's also just a weirdo. <laughs> so it's probably just him. And like, was so uncomfortable to ask me that. But um, Oh, man. Yeah. But it was, I think what helped encourage me to continue moving forward in that relationship was those things that I wrote down. Like, we had such good communication and we are also like we just connected on a friend level like we loved hanging out we loved doing the same things like we we're such big foodies we're like go-getters and doers and we would just have really fun dates and we just enjoyed being in each other's company and I think that is what made me agree to um to continue with the relationship, Jasper's doing my shooting. <laughs> um, and then, I mean, when we were like, okay, we're going to do long distance for three years, I was like, okay, it's probably not going to work out, but like, let's just take it day by day and see how it goes. And now we look back on that and we're like, remember when we did long distance? I'm I like, forget. I don't know how we did that or why we did that. <laughs> it's so crazy. Yeah. I kind of forget that that was the start of your relationship. I know it was. And I remember like thinking at the time in. being like, are you good? Yeah. Like, are you good with this? Well, cause I remember we would always talk about how we could never do a long distance relationship. Like, yeah. I think I would always say that like, there's no way you could do long distance. It just wouldn't work. And then now, of course, if people ask us for advice about long distance relationships, we're like, don't do it. Really? Cause it, it, it's so hard. It's almost not worth it. Really? It was worth it for us in the end, but like it it sucked. <laughs> yeah, you you did how often would you see each other though? You would fly We would try to do once a month. Yeah. Which is crazy because that's not a lot. And I remember like so, you know, you're seeing your significant other once a month for maybe seventy two hours, forty eight. It like, you know, I'm a woman. I go through cycles of the month. Sometimes I'm not in the best mood, but it's like when you're seeing your person for two days of the whole month, what if that's when you're not in a good mood? And I remember just feeling so much pressure to be like, this weekend has to be perfect. Mm. And and that's also me in general. I like have very high expectations. So we would plan out every detail of our weekend. And then I'd be like, it has to go perfectly. But then we were doing long distance. We would fight about things. We would we were also in the beginning of our relationship. Like we'd have arguments and then the weekend wouldn't be as perfect as I wanted it to. And then I'd leave disappointed. Or like it it was it was such a horrible feeling, like watching the clock tick. And being mm-hmm. like, we only have like three more hours together. Yeah. That was the worst. But but it also made us like 
learned to really appreciate being together because we had so many conversations about like, okay, we need to live in the moment. Like we can't just watch the clock and be like, oh, we only have 24 more hours together, whatever it is. Like we learned to be like very present with each other. And I think that helped us to now too. It's like when we're going on trips together, just have a day to spend together. It's like we really try to be present, which is so hard. I mean, we always talk about this. It's like impossible to, to really be present. That was a whirlwind and then of course it when it ended it was covid and then that was like that was just a mess and then you you went from long distance kind of straight into living like together. living together yeah because yeah. we moved in with his parents for the first like three months of covid oh, yeah. <laughs> which was fun forgot about that <laughs> and then and then we lived with my parents for a little bit. And then he lived in my apartment with my sister. And then we got a dog. It was, yeah. Oh, my gosh. I So I have one of those one line a day journals. Did uh-huh. I tell you that? Do you? I think do so. You the, yeah. I, I would recommend it. everyone getting one because it's it's so cool to look back at see, and see what you're doing exactly a year ago, especially something like going through COVID. And then yeah. now, I mean, we're still sort of in it, but coming out of it and seeing like, Oh my God, like a year ago, Kubi, my dog, was biting my face off. And now he's like, well, still bites, but it's like <laughs> uh, much better than he used to be. Yeah. And like a year ago, I was in Brentwood living in my Goshen apartment that feels like a century ago. It does. Yeah. It does. I know we talk, I mean, you were in Brentwood a year, a year ago. Wait, it's, I've been long? here for. 13 months now okay and when I I told you about when I went on that date a long time ago in in Santa Monica and I drove past my ex's oh my ex's place and then my place yeah and it's just so weird because there were like twinkly lights in the window of my bedroom window it's so weird to like think that other people live in that place that I was there for like five years yeah and it's it's so weird because we we had so many memories at both those places, yeah. your place and my place. Yeah, it was an end of an era. Yeah, I had this. I think I had this conversation with my mom yesterday. I'm like, I feel so old, and I'm like, where did the time go? Where did my young twenties go? I was like out in Santa Barbara last night. We were out last weekend, and it's all these like twenty two year olds, and I'm like, yeah. I feel old am I I not allowed to be here (laughs) do people like see me and are they like why is this old woman out (laughs) why is this old woman with leather pants in a velvet top out right now why is she out in leather pants (laughs) I I doubt they're thinking that (laughs) I'm like where did it go there's this is something I can share the the podcast when Nicole and I were standing outside of the bar (laughs) This guy, this like small man comes up to us. He's, I say small because he was young. And he goes, how would you ladies like to wake up in a Spanish villa tomorrow? And I go, how old are you? <laughs> and he goes, 21. And we go. <laughs> this poor guy is like trying to hit on these two tall, beautiful ladies. And he's just like. <laughs> and we're just like laughing in his face. <laughs> so sad we're like how old do you think we are we were like yelling at him 
And he was like, what did he say? He was like 22. We were like. <laughs> <laughs> That's a compliment though. Yeah, I guess. You look young, young, flirty, and thriving. <laughs> so we're going to be 30, 30, flirty and, flirty and thriving. I don't think we'll be 30. Uh, I, don't, I don't think we'll be flirty and thriving, but we'll, we will be 30. <laughs> <laughs> but we will be 30. <laughs> Inevitable. We'll just be 30. <laughs> yeah. What are what are some of your when you think about when you're gonna think back on your twenties, what are what are the things you're gonna think of? Oh my gosh, so much. Let's even go back. Let's go to like since we became friends. Well, let's just go through the years. <laughs> so we uh, how we much were, time do we have? <laughs> we were roommates. We were college roommates freshman year we were both yeah. spring admits yeah at usc and then we met our our third to the, our trio our trio Nicole. yeah yeah and yeah we were roommates for well two two years in the same room where yeah. we had twin beds next That's to each other crazy like it i can't believe there was a time in my life where i sh- well i share a, a room with someone now but it I like uh, we shared a room and we had our desks in there we would like do our homework and yeah sleep there like you had to deal with me grinding my teeth for two years oh my god I could always grinding your teeth I could always know when I grinded my teeth because we would wake up and Lisa would just be in a bad mood And then we, and then we were still, we were housemates, but we had rooms with other people, but we were yeah. next to each other. Yeah. Five of us lived in that house. Okay. I was thinking about this the other day. First of all, how did five of us live in that house? Second of all, how did we share a kitchen? Like, what would we cook? What did I cook in college? I don't think we did really. Like we, and maybe. I think I, I remember I did a little, cause I would try to save money. And you like, and I would. I, yeah. I don't think anyone else did i don't think anyone else did well remember maddie didn't know how to make pasta <laughs> i don't remember that oh no i don't think you remember that because i think it was senior year not junior year oh yeah she that makes sense. didn't i hope she listens to this because we're mentioning her so much <laughs> um she didn't know that she had to boil the water or something. i can't remember but yeah she <laughs> <laughs> she knows how to make pasta now. It just took her a little bit of time. Sweet thing. Sweet thing. <laughs> we all move at our own pace. We all it's okay. okay. We're all on our own timeline. We're all on our own timeline. <laughs> some people learn to make pasta when they're 10, some when they're 25. Right. <laughs> I think we were the only ones that were cooking, honestly. And our Vista Mag throwdowns. When the kitchen floor would get so gross. Ew! <laughs> and like, we would drinking and we that you never wanted to be or you either wanted to sleep out that night so you didn't have to clean up in the morning or you wanted to sleep in you didn't want to be the first one awake because yeah. then you were the one cleaning that had up to the apartment it. yeah and it was disgusting we would have like how many people would come over to that house so many 30 20 what like a hundred <laughs> 30? Like a hundred people were there in like our tiny little house. It's funny. We would, we graduated college and then we'd meet people that went to 
USC and we'd be like oh we lived in the pink houses and people would be like oh yeah we went to parties there we were like Vista Mac throwdowns they're like yeah we've been to we were like, like we never don't, met you we don't owe you <laughs> wait should we tell the story about my 20th birthday party <laughs> Vista Mac do you want to you can tell it do you want to tell another Maddie Mayo story <laughs> I love that we can say her name because she's a she's a public figure. She has a podcast too. She has a podcast too. Go listen uh, to it, the OK, OK Sis Sis. podcast <laughs> at Maddie Mayo. She's getting a free promo right now <laughs> at Maddie Mayo. She should pay us for this. <laughs> she should pay us. For um, this. So Maddie thought it would be a good idea to get me a stripper for my birthday. Which, like, you're listening, you're like, yeah, that sounds fun. <laughs> yeah, if you know me. I am the last person to get a stripper for my birthday. <laughs> You're like crying. No, I am. Hyperventilating. Explain to the people why you would be the last person to get a stripper for your birthday. I don't like being touched. I don't. I mean, I've been to strip clubs. I, I actually, one strip club that I did go to that I really liked was Jumbo's Clown Room. Have you been there? I've never been to a it's, strip club what never that's shocking i know no one will ever go with me i'll go to jumbo's clown room with you okay (laughs) and it's very classy i love watching dancing i love burlesque dancers like that's why i go to breaker 86 i love dancers um but like the fully nude just i'm i feel like deep down i'm a prude (laughs) yeah lisa's giving me a look like yeah yeah yeah. (laughs) But but I also I don't like being touched like I don't it's just especially yeah, by strangers, by strangers. Yeah. and so it's my twentieth birthday and I'm like getting ready at Vista Mag to go out and then I'm like okay you guys let's leave let's leave and everyone's trying to like hold me back and I was like what is going on <laughs> and then there's a knock on the door I open the door and it is a policeman air quotes and I was like no. <laughs> He starts doing his thing. I start crying because <laughs> what else am I supposed to do? A stripper's in my house. I start I start, I start crying. crying. I go up to my room while this stripper is like giving all my friends lap dances. And we're all screaming. Screaming. Screaming so loud. Yeah. Nonstop. And and people our neighbors are like filming yeah. our house from the outside because we're screaming so loud. And they're like, our neighbors hired a stripper, LOL. Yeah. <laughs> I also, when I tell that story, I remember I told my parents recently and I was like, I was 20. You were 20. 20. 20. Not even 21. No. I was 20. Yeah. I was a baby. Baby. (laughs) Child. Oh my gosh. Oh man. Damien, Damien, if you're out there, we miss you. Yeah. We saw him on that YouTube video. Yeah. He's... He's yeah. out there. He's and out in the he world. he left. This is how disgusting our apartment or our townhouse, whatever we lived in. Um, it was so disgusting. We left his water jug in the corner of the like entryway for it, the rest of the year. We didn't move it for a year. I don't think year. we ever moved it. No, we never did moved anyone it. T- did anyone throw it away? No one was allowed to move it. Yeah, I don't think anyone touched it. <laughs> we also had like, we had a wine bag that was on that bookshelf. Do you remember that? Oh, and then the bookshelf was upside down. Remember Nick and Jill's would always, they would bug the crap out of them. The the 
bookshelf yes, was completely was upside down. Built upside down or No, it was just like moved it there was moved down. there upside down. <laughs> and it annoyed them so much. What a disastrous place. It was so it was horrible. Yeah, that night that that the stripper came, I hooked up with that guy. I knew exactly who he was. Oh, I know. Yeah. And he's married now. <laughs> he's married now. <laughs> As that they like, all are. That was right before he met his now really? wife. Yeah. Oh my gosh. You were the last one. I bring a lot of people good luck. Like I'm wow. always kind of the last person they before hook they up find with. Their person. Yeah. I don't know what wow. that's about. I don't. I can't do it for myself, Interesting. but I can do it for other people. <laughs> How funny. Yeah. And you dated one of my friends from since High we were school. babies. Yeah. I've I've known him since we were five. Yeah, yeah, that was weird. It was a wonderful time. Four months of my life. <laughs> <laughs> it was an interesting time. Yeah, yeah, that was interesting. Like, no, no offense to this person at all, because he's a great guy. But I think I was so fixated on having a boyfriend like I'd never had a boyfriend I never dated in high school I never talked to boys until I was like 18 years old so I think like I was just fixated on that he was your first boyfriend yeah wow who else would have been my boyfriend I don't know (laughs) no one I don't even like I like never had a prom date or homecoming like I did not interact with the the male yeah, form. Boys yeah. yeah they still do they still do yeah yeah i latched on to the first person that liked me and worked out for three months and then he broke up with me <laughs> he did yeah he broke up with you yeah what are you talking about yeah i i can't even remember i mean it, i think it was one of those like because i I'm horrible at letting go. I'm horrible at pushing people away. I've never broken up with anyone. I've never like pushed anyone out. But re- like I, I'm really bad at letting go of people, even in a relationship that I wasn't really happy in. I mean, I, yeah, I was happy, but like we were more friends. Yeah. It wasn't really romantic. But all I remember of that time, it was it was after a game day. Oh, I, it was, so I was becoming very, uh, like, possessive and territorial and, like, it, he just didn't, wouldn't give me the time of day. Like, he was always studying or busy or, like, into his own thing and he wasn't giving me the attention that I needed, which I think we know about this person. Like, even yeah. you'll say that, like, like, Lisa will text him saying, Oh my God, guess what? This happened. And he'll be like, oh, cool. Like, it's like, it's like, there's not like, a care lot more. of, yeah, like care more. <laughs> exactly. Like, and me being a very like volatile, emotional, whatever, 19 year old at the time, I would act out. I would, whatever. I, I mean, even now I'm very difficult to deal with. Like, honestly, You're like props to my fiance. <laughs> I, I don't, I don't know how he does You're it. Very but. easygoing. And not in a bad that, way. Oh, my God. That is so funny that you say that because um, my fiance and I were talking the other day and I was like, 
I don't think anyone would describe me as easygoing. I think that is the opposite. <laughs> Maybe it's like I'm comparing it to me. I'm very <laughs> yeah. not easygoing. <laughs> well, I think I have times where like I think I'm easygoing in that like I'm with a group of friends. I'll go with the flow. I'm not yeah. like like I, I don't start drama. I'm not, you know, no. but I'm not easygoing in the sense that like I'm very type A. I'm like I am very like high strung and anxious. That with me, your like, own life though with yeah. like the way that you run your own life it doesn't yes. bleed into your friendships yes yeah. yes that's true but i remember he broke up with me in our um annenberg room Are i you don't sad? remember i mean yeah i cried because like <laughs> that's what you do <laughs> um yeah and then i i bounced back in like three days i think <laughs> Let's make sure he doesn't listen. To <laughs> I don't think he will. He's so busy. He's so He's busy. so busy. Plus, he won't even care. He won't care. Care more. <laughs> you know, one of the things that I wrote down in my notes was a story that had to do with him, but not very indirectly. Okay. Okay. So on the podcast, we talk about the narcissist. You know who I'm talking about? Yes. Okay. So <laughs> the story about the, the narcissist giving you money. Yes. When I was okay, okay, okay. So the narcissist came over to our dorm room. He's yeah. out of college at this point. He's like, yes. and, and it's like, it's so crazy to think about that. Like he was 25 yeah. and we're 18 or 19 maybe. Yeah, 18, I think. And freshman year. he came to our dorm to hook up with me and you had nowhere to go. <laughs> So you're sitting in the hallway and he comes out and you tell this part. He comes out of the room. Well, no, I think it was before he went in the room, he gave me $20, right? Or did he come out and give me $20? I can't remember. Anyways, he paid me to sit in the hallway while he hooked up with my roommate, with Lisa. <laughs> like at the time I was like, that's so funny. And now when I think on that, I'm, it's still funny, but like $20? Oh, he should have given me a hundred. At least. At least. There were also four dudes in our living living in our living <gasps> oh room. Oh my gosh. That's why. Okay, because I was thinking to myself, why was I sitting in the hallway? Because yeah. I remember vividly I'm sitting in the hallway, literally right outside the door. I could probably hear everything if I wanted to. I don't think I did. But anyways, so one of the girls had, yeah, like four guys stay over in our living room. So they were on the couch and on the floor. So I couldn't be in the living room. I can't believe we were I had to be okay in the hallway. with that. I can't believe we were okay with that at the time. I can't believe we were okay with a lot of things that, <laughs> that <laughs> happened back then. There were a lot of things we should not have been okay with. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, let's go back to the $20 thing. That's one thing. One place to One start. place I should not have been okay. I should have at least asked for $100. But yeah. What a weird thing. Wait, did you just look at it and be like, why? I think a part of me was like offended because like he's giving me money, like paying me off. You know, I think right. like that was a little weird that I didn't like You were that, offended for you or for me? For myself. Yeah. I should have been offended for you. Well, <laughs> I get you being offended for you too. <laughs> I wasn't offended for me at all. I thought it was hilarious, but I now I'm thinking back on. I was like, should I have been offended? No, but I I wasn't mad. Like I don't remember. I mean, I definitely wasn't mad at you. I and I I 
I can't say I liked this person, but I didn't like have any strong feelings towards this man. He like, liked I you. Just, you were the yeah. only friend that he liked. Oh, really? Yeah. That's nice. Because like, I'm so easygoing. Because you're so easygoing. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. Compared to the other ones. Kind of. Yeah. I mean, I definitely interacted with him the most because right. we lived together. We, yeah, we lived together for so long. Next time on the Elevated Podcast. That's my biggest regret is not talking to her and also taking things out on her too. Mm-hmm. Like I was so nasty to her because – that's what that's what you did. Right. It, it's always the other girl's fault. Right. It's never the guy's fault. It's always the other girl's fault. So much happened after that. And I learned so much how like women, we need to communicate. We need to stick together. I was like, the two of us should have stuck together mm. and had a conversation. Thank you all for listening to this episode. You can find me on TikTok and Instagram at The Elevated Empath. You can learn about all of my offerings on the links below or on my website at lisabtag.com. Don't forget to like, follow, share, subscribe, write a review, rate this podcast five stars and write in to tell me what you think about this episode and what you'd like me to talk about next. And I hope you feel so elevated and I'll see you next time.